You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Alexa Dad, and today we are talking Braves baseball. We bring in our Braves reporter, Mark Bowman, for us here on MLB.com. Mark, it was really interesting talking about you showing up to camp and talking to a lot of these guys who have arrived, and you're speaking to Luis Gohara and a very heavy heart he arrives to camp with because in just asking him about his offseason, he explains to you the story about his father passing away and uh, a really emotional experience. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, he it was one of those where I just wanted to say, hey, how are you? And, uh, you know, you, you, you never know what you're going to hear. And you, the pain in his, you, you can just see the, the pain on his face. I mean, I, I think, you know, a lot of people may have already read the story. They're familiar, but for those who aren't, he uh, is very close with his father. His father is 58 years old, listened, lived in Brazil, and was a uh, catcher uh, in Japan for about 10 years. So this was a, not only, you know, a father figure in many ways, a baseball mentor, and, and also Luis's biggest fan. When Luis went home uh, to Brazil uh, last off season, you think it's going to be a, you know, he's looking forward to spending the winter and enjoying, you know, kind of celebrating with his dad that hey, we made it to the big leagues and, uh, you know, enjoying the success he had in September. And then for the first three weeks, his dad was fine. Then he started to get week and he was spending a lot of time in bed and then in December uh, Luis decided he, he got to the point where he had to take him to the hospital but uh, you know sad, you know, sad, very sad to hear him retell the story as he says you know I we got to the hospital and he basically died in my arms and uh, you know this is a doctors have not been able to tell him what happened or, you know why you know why his dad got sick and and uh, passed away he, he had to leave his mother in brazil it's not easy at 21 years old for anyone to to to, co- to leave home especially under the with that situation where you know you're leaving your mother who just lost her husband and um you know you're you're still dealing with that trauma of saying goodbye to your father or burying your father um so you, you could just see the pain in his face and it's stories like this that humanize the game um you know, it's we have to remember we look at numbers so much in baseball, and you know you're you're critical in a sport where you know there's there's a lot of you know I don't want to call it failure, but that you know it's a it's a game where where you have to learn from your many mistakes, and uh, you know so there's a lot of criticism. Um, you know, when you sit there and talk to a guy about an issue like this, you, you remember uh, you're reminded of the, the human element of the game and. And just how much more goes into this than just, you know, pitching mechanics and whatever else, the other preparations you make here during spring training. Yeah, a really unfortunate story. And uh, our thoughts and prayers are obviously with Luis Gohara and his family. Another arrival at camp was Ronald Acuna, who came, you know, five days early. Pretty interesting for a guy who, you know, really would love to make this this roster break open uh, for opening day. We're not expecting that to be the case, but you never know what happens this spring. What, you know, was the fanfare around him and the buzz like in camp for Acuna, a guy who's the top prospect in the uh, organization? 
Yeah, he showed up there here uh, on uh, Wednesday and, and took some swings out there on the field uh, today, just, uh, um, or out there in the batting cages today. It's just uh, it's good to see him get started. It's good to see that he's he seems to be um, willing to accept all the attention he's going to get this spring. Um, I asked Brian Snicker just a little bit ago. I said, "Hey, look, we all know what the you know." the deal is with the service time. You know, you, you put him on your opening day roster, you you risk the possibility of, uh, you know, losing a full year of control of him. Um, you know, what do you talk to him about that? He said, no, I just tell the kid to go get it. You know, we don't, we aren't 100% sure of what's going to happen. Um, we, they want him to go out there and fight for a spot. And, and I, I do anticipate that, you know, he's going to at least have the fans buzzing saying, oh, you know, he should be on the roster at the end of the day. You know, my anticipation is he'll be on the big league roster by the uh, the end of April, and probably maybe you know maybe even by the middle of April. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, that's it, that's good. It's good for him to create the excitement that, that he can, uh, that he has the potential to create uh, during spring training. Because I, I do expect he's going to put up some good numbers. He put up great numbers last year as a um, you know 19 year old kid who was had 40 games at the Class A level underneath his belt. You know, he he showed great composure, he, uh, which is what probably stands out most about him. Is he, he certainly doesn't act like a 20-year-old and doesn't play like one. And, uh, I think everyone's looking forward to to seeing how he handles himself this year, um, seeing how the, the veterans try to humble him or keep him humble, let's put it that way, uh, and, you know, seeing what kind of preparations he makes for what could be a um, – you know, very early season big league debut. Yeah, I know Braves fans are very excited about that. By the way, it was pitchers and catchers who were scheduled to report this week, and uh, Braves came through with some news signing veteran catcher Chris Stewart to a major league deal. Why now? And you know, what does this deal mean for the Braves? It, it's a very interesting deal. I mean, you know, let's Alex Anthopoulos said, "Look, this is just a depth deal." Um, you know, this provides us some insurance. Maybe it's, it's a non-guaranteed deal. Uh, you know, Chris Stewart's 35 years old. He struggled offensively the last couple of years with Pirates, but he is a good uh, defensive catcher. Uh, he knows how to handle a pitching staff. The Braves obviously have two solid catchers in Tyler Flowers and, and Kurt Suzuki. They, they, they teamed up to produce the best uh, F4 last year among uh, major league catchers. You know, they are certainly quite capable of doing the job. I just, in the back of my mind with this signing, I, I wonder if there's a, if they're thinking there's potential that they could trade one of those two guys and get some value and fill another need. Uh, instead of having them split the time, maybe have, you know, one of them serve as the primary catcher and Stewart's playing once or twice a, um, a week, you know, just like, uh, you know, just like the most backup catchers. Instead of having, Two guys fill that position on a regular basis. Um, like I said, the Braves aren't saying that's what they're going to do, but you know they 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 pursued Chris Stewart throughout the winter. They wanted him to sign a minor league deal. He wouldn't do it, so they went ahead and gave him the big league uh, non guaranteed deal, which means that you know, hey, look, let's say let's say you get to March. Well, the season starts a lot earlier this year, but you know, a week left in camp. Um, you know, they could release him. And I only have to pay a prorated portion or a fraction of that $575,000 uh, salary. 
All right, in terms of catchers, especially at the front end of this rotation and the only essential locks to begin the season in the rotation, according to their general manager, Alex Anthopoulos, Julio Tehran, Mike Fultonevich, and Brandon McCarthy. What did you see from these guys this week, and what are their expectations this spring? Well, you know, they've only thrown here, you know, for uh, a day, you know, off the mound. Um, so what, what you're seeing from these guys is kind of going through the motions um, right now, getting themselves prepared. Julio spent some time with his uncle this winter. Um, and he's a guy that, you know, his mechanics uh, were messed up a little bit last year. Not not too bad, though, because you got to remember, he had such a weird season. He was he was horrible at home for two months uh, and great on the road. Um, that, that somewhat leveled out over the remainder of the season, but you just never saw him have that long streak. Well, he... A uh, you know, long, successful streak that, that you would like to see from a uh, guy that, that wants to be a frontline starter. Um, he, he went home, and, and from what I can tell, you know, while he and his uncle might have worked on uh, refining his, uh, getting a, regaining that feel for the slider, I think a lot of it was mental work. You know, just trying to to help him regain his confidence. His uncle has been with him since, you know, he's been his pitching coach probably since he's been ten years old. Uh, they work a lot every offseason together, but this year I think that the focus was, uh, you know, just on that mental aspect of the game and, and regaining that confidence that he lost last year during what was a, definitely a frustrating season. Uh, with Brandon McCarthy, uh, I talked to him a little bit about being a leader within a, what is a young rotation. He's more than willing to do so. Uh, you know, he's not going to be the guys getting guys' faces and all that kind of stuff, but at the same time, he's a guy that's been there, done that, and been through a lot. Um, you know, he's a, you know, for the Luis Gohars, Sean Newcombs, you know, even the Max Freeds, Colby Allers, and you know, young guys that, that will begin the year in the minors, uh, to spend this time during spring training and, and lean on a guy like this and see how he goes about his business, um, his work ethic, I, yeah, I think that can be very valuable. You know, for uh, Brandon's not ready to, to you know, basically just fill that role either. You know, he still believes he has something left in his career. Last year was frustrating. Last three seasons have been frustrating for him in a variety of ways. Last year he, he hurt his non-throwing uh, shoulder with a weightlifting accident and, and never really got his mechanics back. So uh, he thinks he still has something in the tank. Alex Anthopoulos uh, compared him to A.J. Burnett uh, when, when A.J. went to the Pirates. Not saying that they're the same, same kind of pitcher, but it's the same kind of situation where a veteran pitcher has a chance to revitalize his career uh, in a different setting. And, um, you know, I think you know, Brandon, Brandon has come here to be much more than just a leader. He wants to extend that career. All right, then for the final two spots of this rotation, you mentioned some of those names already. How is the organization going to evaluate these guys this spring in order to come out with the, the best two to fill those final two spots to break the opening day rotation? Well, like you said, those three spots, those first three spots with Tehran and McCarthy and Fulton Evans. Fulton Evans, the interesting aspect is, you know, he, he lost his arbitration case. Uh, he, you know, um, is he a little bit upset? He said he was upset that the Braves didn't send an official that, that he recognized. The Braves did have two officials there. Um, he, you know, for now, I think that you get right down to it. Fulton needs to get to that point of his career where, um, you want him to have that competitive fire. You want him to be, uh, you know, somewhat, you know, just that guy that, that use that anger though to your benefit. Um, he's a guy that that can get hot at times. 
Uh, but his his emotions have gotten the best of him. Um, and, and if he learns how to channel those emotions and use them to his benefit, I think he can take a step forward. With Sean Newcomb and Luis Gohar, the favorites to get the, the final two spots in that rotation. Um, I'd say Gohar is, you know, essentially a lock. If Newcomb throws enough strikes here uh, during spring training, um, he's you know, more than likely going to get that bid as well. He had 19 starts last year. He's certainly the most experienced candidate, uh, minus Scott Casimir. You know, Scott Casimir is the, the, the dark horse in this. You know, I don't think that Braves are really counting uh, on him, you know, to, to be in that rotation. But if he proves healthy throughout spring training, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. I don't know if spring training is enough to, to develop trade value, but at the same time, uh, you know, there's a chance he could at least uh, allow them to, to, to get something in return, or let's say this, not significant trade value. Um, so I, I, would, I would think Newcomb could start the year in the rotation. Max Freed, I think he, he needs some more time in the minors. They called him up way too early last year. Uh, they actually owe it to him to allow him to do, go back down and develop. And then as the summer goes on, um, you know, I think Mike Soroka and Colby Allard will become candidates for Atlanta's rotation. All right, pitchers and catchers reported this week, and uh, Ronald Acuna came a little early to camp. As we got position players coming up next, who are you excited to see in terms of position players that aren't in camp already arrive and uh, start hitting the field? I think Dansby Swanson. You know, let's see how he reacts to to what happened last year. He, you know, he spent two two months in the at the big league level in 2016, and life was grand. Um, he gained. A lot of attention, and through no fault of his own, he's on billboards and you know throughout Atlanta, and he's gaining all this attention, and he and he really hasn't had a chance to prove himself. And last year he struggled, so just to see what he can do this year, bouncing back, and you know, not only from an offense standpoint, but also a defensive standpoint, um, you know, he's that challenge is there because you know last year we're talking about how he could be a superstar, and now we're saying, you know, can he keep his his starting role, you know, throughout the, this year, will Johan Camargo maybe take that? So I, I think he's the one guy that, that's probably the most intriguing uh, among the position players. All right, sounds good. We'll dive a little bit deeper into that next week. That's going to do it for us here on MLB.com Extras, our Braves edition. Like I said, back next week with a brand new episode, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Take care.